Welcome to Blurred Culture Issue Number Twelve. Nerd is a new black. I'm Troy, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ethan. This is Ethan. Happy One Woman 75th anniversary, everybody. And Humps. Join us as we discuss the bloodiest topics on a bi-smeekly basis. Today, we discuss Donald Glover in Star Wars, Nintendo's switchery, and solve a murder mystery by the end of the show. Spoiler alert. Ethan did it. Ethan with the good hair. Before How we start, <laughs> yes. Uh, before we start the show, remember that if you don't like anything we are talking about, skip ahead by checking the timestamps in the description and find something you'd actually like to hear. With that said, we will start with the character Chronic Cools, where each week we'll get a bio on an important character and the impact they've made in the medium, whether it be in TV, comics, or video games. And with that said, Sean, go right ahead. Just feels like I have deja vu or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to start off by saying, you ain't got no job, man. And I, <laughs> it's still good. I don't know why. <laughs> Doesn't get old. No. In honor of the recent passing of actor Tommy Ford, this week's character chronicle is Tommy Strawn of the hit '90s sitcom Martin. So Tommy is well known for being the bald-headed childhood best friend of Martin and Cole. He was the ladies' man of the group, tall, stylish, well-spoken, and he often played the straight man to balance out Martin's crazy antics and Cole's general uselessness. At the end of the day, though, Tommy really just wanted to, quote, get the draws. His (laughs) His life seemed so together except for one thing. As far as anyone could tell, Tommy ain't have no job. Yet he never missed an opportunity to bring it up. Once he even allegedly got Cole hired where he works, for which Cole went six months without ever hearing a start date, a job uh, description, or even an office location. Whatever Tommy's job was, though, it required a company car, a blowtorch, a clear business card with no words on it, a tie, a suit, and a blindfold. As far as I'm concerned, Tommy was definitely either a hitman, a drug dealer, or the first black James Bond. Tommy Ford was one fifth. <laughs> Tommy Ford was one fifth of the one of the most iconic sitcom casts of all time, and he played a huge part in making the '90s the dopest era there ever was. I just want to thank that dude for doing so much for black representation on TV, even if he didn't realize it at the time what he was doing. Absolutely. So my theory is that Tommy's actually Doctor Who. Um, I feel like it, it it only makes sense. I mean, <laughs> in terms of his job description, it was very open. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but but no, in, in, in all seriousness, like, uh, this show, I feel like it, it kind of took his passing to make me, like, look back at it retrospectively and kind of understand how much of an impact it had on, you know, black culture, television culture. Like, I feel like it still holds up today. And it's definitely yes. something that I want to, like, look back and watch, especially kind of where the point I'm in now and kind of have a reflective moment about them in their 20s and myself in my 20s and how I can relate to that. I feel like I will see it from a different angle now. And, you know, Tommy and honestly, the entire cast was perfect. Like, I can't imagine anybody else in these roles. So definitely big props to Tommy and the actor. Absolutely. 
I must say, I think my favorite thing about Tommy is like he was right on par with everyone else as far as improv skills. I remember there was an episode where they did like a recaps of of um, all the best moments of Martin, and Tommy was responsible for going to everyone in the bar and like leading into what the flashback was going to be. And it was so it was done so professionally and so easy. Like he was like I, I always held him as like my my well. You can't even have a favorite character on that show because everyone was so good. Um, yeah. But I mean, he got bonus points because he picked Pam over Gina, and <laughs> <laughs> Pam got that bang on her. But that's another thing. What um, is that bang? It's so vague. You, if you turn, it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter what that thing is. He got the draws. That's all that matters. He got the draws. It, it could be anything. <laughs> um, no, like what's funny about Tommy is that like he was the only one of the main five that didn't do the over the top physical humor all the yes. time, but he still like. He still made his presence known in every room that he was in, and like, like the the episode with the the dog, uh, where Martin was trying to figure out who stole his CD player, <laughs> and Tommy's the first one to crack. Like the none of the actors can keep it together, and Tommy's the first one to just fall apart. But he handled it so professionally, and it just like added to that scene. I don't know the. <sighs> yeah, Tommy also, Ford is so dope. His vest game, his vest game was super duper proper. Yes. Uh, the nineties <laughs> vest game. Yeah, I told you he was like the, he was fashionable, which is hilarious to say now when you look at the show, <laughs> the show now. But like every last one of the three of us, especially as much as we care about like fashion and everything, we'd be right there with him. So that's true. And I gotta get my happened. vest game up. I know, right? Well, yeah, I mean it's fall. You know, fall is vest season. Um, so and my other thing is like it's so. It, that show was so important, important that it's still impacted today. People still quote jokes from it. We got Big Sean, who recently had a video based off of uh, the Martin series. Like, it's it's uh, tough to hear about his passing. But, I mean, in a shining light, on Instagram yesterday, they did show a picture of the entire cast at his, well, not yesterday, but a few days ago, at his funeral. And it was cool to see everyone has aged pretty well, because black don't crack. And, yeah, um, yeah cool. but outside of that, we, 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 we will never. I am 18. Um, (laughs) also also Martin is better than Seinfeld oh hands down it's not even a question it's not even a question and it's less racist it is is a question of people who've never seen Martin but you know but no uh, uh, all in all I did want to say yeah rest in peace Tommy Ford thanks for everything that you've done yes you are the dopest alright now for Planet (laughs) Bugle Latest news and rumors in the entertainment industry handed to us by Perry Wright, and I will start. <coughs> Got to start this first news thing off right. <sighs> hey, yo, it's John. This can be no Han Solo's bro in that movie. As Lando Calrissian with the group, he's Air Man League, because man, effort, he's because he got music in Atlanta, Spotty, Homecoming with Peter. Ah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. What you heard. possibly be about? <laughs> you. <laughs> You know how long it took me to write that? Yes, you heard me right. <laughs> Donald Glover was announced via Star Wars Twitter that he shall play everyone's favorite smuggler, gambler, ambassador of Cloud City's Lando Calrissian for 2018's Han Solo origin story. What do you guys think about it? Donald Glover is literally one of my favorite uh, non-relative or friend people in the whole world. So, like to see him get to see him get some more, uh, just any any major roles, but especially something that's not even necessarily in like his traditional acting wheelhouse, says a lot about his talent. Um, because he's for the most part he's done comedy up to now, um, and so I'm I'm so excited to see him do like literally one of the biggest franchises of all time. He's going to kill it. I know he is. 
Yeah, um, I don't know about you guys, but this feels like a victory for all of us. I don't know if it's just me, but um, I, I kind of like, you know, live vicariously through <laughs> through him. And so the fact that he's he's getting this major role could be because I, mean, I was behind the campaign of, of him being Spider-Man because like to me, he is very much like a Peter Parker. Like you, we see ourselves in that character. Um, and for th- for him to be within this lore to me only makes sense. It's a huge franchise of course one of the biggest like on the planet earth lando calrissian is one of the most notable characters uh very iconic and the fact that he has this role is uh, is groundbreaking and i really couldn't be more happy for him so to say the least i am happy (laughs) he's just he's an anomaly man he just does he's like everything he strikes right now he's on fire this year honestly i mean he got the casting in in spider-man homecoming Atlanta got picked up, renewed for a second season. Off the second episode, they realized, all right, we're going to do this again. Um, Which is literally like, that's probably my favorite new show of this season. Just last week's episode was amazing. Um, But yeah, no, I'm so proud of him, man. I've been watching this dude since, since, I remember like the first YouTube skit. Uh, that he ever, I mean, that I've ever seen with him, which was a spelling bee, which is the most, still to this day I remember it word for word. And to see him still come this far, like through comedy and then through TV and then through music and and now starring in one of the like the <laughs> the second highest film of franchise of all time, he will be a part of that, like in his legacy. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, and it, he's also, so and deserving. Also, yeah. speaking of black, don't crack. He's thirty three and looks firmly like he's sixteen. So, <laughs> hang on to that one. That's that yeah. Black <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be uh, alongside Alden um, Ehrenik. I don't know how to pronounce his name uh, yet, but the lead Han Solo in the movie. It comes out two thousand eighteen because uh, you know we're going to get a, a new Star Wars movie at the end of each year for the next uh, two decades. So. <laughs> Very excited about that, as you can tell by my my terrible rap at the beginning of this intro. No, it was beautiful. I was impressed with your uh, with your flow stealing talents. Perfect. It yeah, moved me. Thank you. It was uh, this bonfire about two inches to the right. <laughs> Very funny. All right, yeah. To the right, to the right. <laughs> All right. Next up. Guardians of the Galaxy Two got its very own trailer wow. earlier this week. So, Guardians of the Galaxy was the surprise hit of 2014. It is a Marvel uh, comics-based film, and the new trailer for the movie looks amazing. They didn't show a whole lot. They did show Drax the Destroyer still being uh, wonderfully literal. Um, We saw Baby Groot, which is, you know, the most important. He's who I'm looking forward to the most. I'm interested in seeing how Vin Diesel handles uh, baby form. And, you know, I'm ready (laughs) Also, Chris Pratt is one of my other favorite people in the whole world that is not related to me or uh, close to me by friend. Like you have a lot of those things. No, I don't have a lot of those. They they just happen to follow each other back to me. And all of them tend to be on NBC, I've noticed, um, previously Mm. in the TV show. That was about quirky comedies. Um, Oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Vin Diesel is already a giant man baby. So (laughs) the conversion to... Baby Groot. I thought that was so cute that like the last shot was there was a Rocket Raccoon and then Baby Groot on his shoulder, which is kind of like the yeah. mirror effect of the first one. Um, right. I will say just to start off, I felt very dumb today when I realized one of the main jokes in the trailer. Um, <laughs> at one point, Drax goes, "You need a pathetic girl. Meet a, meet somebody pathetic just as a girl, just like you." And he goes, "Do you want a hug?" And 
um, Star-Lord goes, no, no, I do not. And he hugs him anyway. So I'm laughing because obviously just the hug in general. But then I realized Sarlo goes, no, no, I do not, which is a double negative. So Drax would have been like, <laughs> oh, okay, you do want a hug. And I hit me today. Bye-bye. And I was like, I'm retarded. I, say, I don't think you're the only one who missed that. I think most people will have missed that, but it was amazing. Oh, it was so I was, clever. I was yeah. so like, I hit a light bulb went in my head, and I felt like, <laughs> like Chuck when he realizes that he has superpowers. Well, that's what I felt. Like. <laughs> that will teach you all to never not do a double negative. Um, so, <laughs> Guardians of the Always Galaxy do two. double negatives. <laughs> As I like to call it, got to get two. Um, so. We, we didn't see a lot of the plot, which, of course, isn't really unexpected because it's like a, a teaser trailer. It definitely felt like it had a, a similar vibe. Um, action sequences are already off the chain, so clearly they're going to probably go for topping what they previously did, which was a really strong outing. Um, it's, it's hard to really gain too much about this, but much like everybody else, I'm on Team Baby Groot um, 100%. I feel like I'd, I'd watch a whole movie of just Baby Groot. I don't know why I'm so into it, but I am. <laughs> Call me here. <laughs> it's, it's because it's because we are Groot. That's why. Oh wow! No. You just sure. blew my mind. Nobody gets that from the okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, as long as there is always cool stuff for Marvel, I'm here for it because Marvel is the best, and DC is lame. Very funny. Um, yeah, I would just say my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing about Guardians is that it does not feel, it has yet to feel like it's in the friggin' Marvel universe. It just feels like its own thing. Um, and this yeah. trailer yeah. Is, is evident of that. But I'm sure like the ending sequence is going to, to have a nod about Infinity War or whatever. So I, I can't wait to see, you know, um, Tony Stark and, and Star-Lord be snarky to each other for three hours. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's actually my favorite thing. <laughs> I want Spider-Man to show up randomly. Yeah. Right. And, exactly. And hey, gonna, <laughs> a triangle like, okay. of a triangle of it's gonna be a triangle of sarcasm. Like just like, honestly, no, honestly, no. I think people, I think people would walk out. <laughs> <laughs> too much is too much. Moving on to more Marvel. Thursday was a very busy day because they revealed the Logan trailer, the first official Logan trailer, which is the final in the trilogy of Wolverine movies, starring Hugh Jackman, hey. um, Patrick Stewart, and the dude from Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Phantom Pain. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, um, I will say, first and foremost, I like the trailer a lot. But I will say that trailer was cheating because they played Hurt by Johnny Cash, knowing this is like Hugh Jackman's last movie um, as Wolverine. And immediately it hit me all at once. I'm like, yo, like 16 years this man has been in my life playing Wolverine, <laughs> and this is it. And then you got like you see Wolverine not being able to heal anymore, so it, it plays into I hurt myself today to see if I could feel. I'm like, oh, this is too much. Um, <laughs> but I no, I'm, I'm I I was like, yeah, I was very excited. I actually was a really big fan of the Wolverine, the second uh, Wolverine movie, the first one. Yes. I'm not even going to talk about. Not going to. I like except for to. that monstrosity that was Deadpool, but we won't speak about that. Yeah, um, but then um, so for this one, I'm actually looking forward to the Logan movie. I like I like where they're going. I like how it feels kind of separate to everything else. Kind of like how Deadpool was this year, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know who directed it, but some of the shots this guy picked were like beautiful. I'd never seen stuff like that before. What do you guys think? So I mean, as I've said a trillion times, I love X Men. Um, Wolverine was never a character that I 
cared about at all. He just didn't like fit into what I thought of as a superhero. Um, but Hugh Jackman definitely kind of made Wolverine a character worth paying attention to, Absolutely. in my opinion. And um, the way this movie looks, it's just so... Gr- it, it, Logan looks so gritty in a way that um, I don't know that a, a, at least a contemporary superhero film has done so far. Yeah. And I think that Wolverine is one of the few characters that can pull off that that darker, grittier uh, feel that sort of appeals to the masses in a similar way to uh, the Netflix Marvel series um, without being too over-the-top superhero-y. And at the same time, you know, giving us the stories that we want about these comic book characters, it's, I don't know, it looks it looks like absolutely heartbreaking. <laughs> the Johnny Cash music does not help. <laughs> but but at the same time like I, I I'm loving the apparent bond that Logan has with the little girl who I hope is X23 Please even though a lot of people X-23. don't like her. <laughs> I know I know a lot of people don't like her but um I don't know. It, I I just think it would be cool to see her as a little kid kind of coming up right under him so. Yeah. yeah. I've never been a Wolverine fan. It's not like I disliked him or anything but he never did anything for me. Um, of course, Hugh, Hugh Jackman is a fantastic actor. Like, to be honest, no one is going the to best. be able to play him as good mm-hmm. as he has. Um, mm-hmm. So there is something to be said for that. At the same time, I've seen, I feel like I saw two Wolverine films. I don't remember which ones they were. Just because, <laughs> like, it, 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 it just didn't stick with me. It was, they were just kind of mm-hmm. movies, the character, the story, the plot. It, it didn't grab me, so I kind of, like, meld them together. Um, this film, however, it, it actually does look a lot more intriguing than I expected it to be, I think, because they're taking a more introspective approach to Logan. It almost feels like they're kind of Iron Man 3, where he's taking down the proverbial armor and kind of showing maybe who he is underneath, as Troy mentioned, with the song relating to his mutant abilities, perhaps not working. Um, and then this being the, the final movie, it, it definitely looks like they're taking it very seriously, going into perhaps the heart of who Wolverine slash Logan is, is why it's called Logan, to kind of also strip down that uh, mutant title and kind of have him be the person underneath, which is always what interests me most about these characters. It's right. not just mm-hmm. these superheroes, it's about who they are as people. So I think if this movie is able to successfully pull that off, I'm totally on board for it. I will say, I, it almost... Okay. Oh, it almost looks uh, like something that Clint Eastwood would <laughs> direct, actually. Yeah. Just kind of the dark, kind of heaviness and that film grain look. I don't know. It looks like it's just going to be like a darker feel that we haven't gotten from um, any of the X Men movies yet. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It does seem I was like going to say, I mean, I, I honestly, I appreciate this is going to sound crazy, but Fox, I appreciate that Fox just named it Logan, right? Because Fox would be yeah. infamous for like Logan, Wolverine's last story. Just to just so people <laughs> yeah. marketing could see the one, <laughs> the one with the little girl. Yeah, and the claws. <laughs> um, it, like, also, I mean, shout out to them because <laughs> I was going to shout out to them because even with Deadpool, like they Deadpool, they could have put X Men. I mean, a Deadpool, an X Men story or something like that. Naming this thing Logan and then knowing that that's going to to sell it. I shout out to them. It, it kind of shows progression in these movies, so we don't have to get long titles like. Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. Like I love that movie. <laughs> that could have clearly just been named something else other than this long, elongated. We needed that, Troy. I need justice <laughs> to dawn. So it had to be called uh, Dawn. Of, I need Justice League. <laughs> the, dawn of, the Dawn of Justice literally served no purpose. The, the Dawn of Justice. It just made me the, think of like the 
that is absolutely coming. Like, we had to wait so many years for, oh, this Justice League is happening. Common's <laughs> going to be in it. Guess what? Nah, just kidding. So <laughs> I, I give them a free pass. Got you. All right. So, I, yeah, I remember that it was like Justice League Mortal, which was the first one that got canned by, and it was going to be directed by Tim Miller. Uh, but anyway, um, I just, yeah. So I'm, I mean, I am looking forward to, like, next year's slate of movies is going to be a friggin' problem. Like, we got Logan, um, Justice Wonder League, Wonder Woman, Power Rangers, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. Like, what are it's we doing? Hidden <laughs> figures. Also a nerd film That's about true. superheroes, Troy. Oh, oh, Not all heroes wear capes, Troy. Black <laughs> women are heroes, too. Hey, bro, my, hey, mom, bro. my mom is a hero. <laughs> hey, yo, so. first off, <laughs> my mom is the greatest superheroine <laughs> and hero of all time. So, ain't no, but she's starring in a movie this year. So that's why I apologize for skipping the lovely Taraji P. Henson and Janelle Monae. And, and, yes, and, and Olivia Octavia Spencer. <laughs> Octavia Spencer, I don't even know her name. Such a, a black woman hero that you are that you would know Olivia, Octavia yeah. Spencer. Though. Anyway, um, but yes, Logan. Well, Hugh Jackman, man, I love you, man. <laughs> Everything you're in, my guy, you are like my. Fa- I remember he was. I'm, we're going a rant to style, but he was in this movie Prisoners, That's and funny. he was supposed That's to be a, a guy good from movie. Pennsylvania, and he was that guy. Like there was never in a thought in my mind that he was an Australian guy. He was so good in it, and I'm just going to miss him being in this role. Like seriously. What I love about Hugh Jackman though is that he will go to the Tonys and put on like the best Broadway style performance in the world, and then go and be the manliest man that there is. It's just like you don't. <laughs> like masculinity doesn't mean one no. thing. You can be both. He's so great. Um, or I, or either. John and Wolverine get you a man that can do both. Period. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Lay is y'all. Look it up. <laughs> All right. Um, it looks now, very sad. I don't want to watch it. Oh, come on, man. All right, man. It's already enough hearing like the build up to Hurt because Hurt is like one of my favorite songs, but it also I can only listen to it like once every three months because I get really like down. But anyway, <laughs> let's segue into something funner with Save Point, which is our video game news and reviews of the week. With this time, Ethan will take helm. Go right ahead, sir. Nintendo news, y'all. It's time for the, the Nintendo stand segment. <laughs> Uh, it's time for, for, for a standing ovation. Yes, let's go. So Nintendo let's released go. the name and trailer for their next console called the Nintendo Switch. Set to release next March, this new console combines home and portable play like never before. You can now mm-hmm. take the controller slash gamepad along with you as you traverse life, continue the game on the smaller screen, complete with detachable controllers alongside Wow. Well. Then come home and continue the adventure on your home screen. Let's go. So, I said. Well, Suffice it to say, um, I will be purchasing this system. I mean, yes, obviously, like, it's the, the, only, the only place that I can play Zelda and Super Smash Brothers. but I'm actually intrigued by this. I know some people aren't on board for it, but I feel like um, this is really what I wanted slash expected for the Wii U, which definitely didn't live up to some people's expectations, but once again, I got Super Smash Brothers, so I'm, <laughs> I was good with it. Um this one, Nintendo seems like they're a- attempting to fight. I mean, of, of course, it's still in a, a different league than your Xboxes and Playstations, but the fact that they are, you know, pushing for third-party support, the fact that they are talking about their, their specs this time around, and, and also, like, you have to give credit for Nintendo in terms of trying to go for 
something that's a bit outside of what the other companies are doing. Yes, it can sometimes work to their disadvantage, but you have to give credit where credit is due. And I feel like this is a very bold venture. Like they're definitely not playing it safe with this. No. And I'm on board for it. Well, first off, man. Okay, let's let's get right to the name. I was <laughs> going to make a joke about Will Smith uh, no, being jet, in Switch, and <laughs> um, I, I, somebody. It's funny because somebody on Twitter actually edited the the video they show with twi- uh, with with Will Smith Switch playing in the background. It makes for a much better commercial. But I, oh my god, I cannot believe Nintendo made me feel like a kid again. That's my favorite thing about this concept. Like, in E3, they showed. Uh, the I mean they they hinted at the PS4 Pro and then Microsoft they showed the like Project Scorpio and I'm like okay well these are just enhanced computers at this point right so shout out to Nintendo for not just following the thing and saying hey we're just gonna have a better system with better graphics they were like no we are Nintendo we're going to make this thing that people are going to copy off in a, in a few years so I'm completely in love with it I even showed my mom uh, it yesterday and she was like Aww. she was so <laughs> she she was just as excited as I was for it which is uh, I cannot I can't wait and it mind you it comes out in four and a half months well no i'm sorry like five months so i can't oh my gosh i can't wait uh so like troy i am absolutely in love with this like i'm already ready to pre-order uh the switch it is i don't i don't know what it is about it i don't know that i always envisioned this as as like my dream console but in some way it feels like this is what i've always wanted even if i didn't know it yet Mm -hmm. you know what you know what i mean like does that make sense yeah like it feels like it feels like the full realization of like what gaming is supposed to be. I don't want to have to, like, if I leave my house, I don't want to have to bring my whole entire console and the power brick and the HDMI cable and the connect and the, you know what I mean? And yeah. like, just to, and then hook it up to somebody else's TV just to play it elsewhere. I want to be able to do it on the go and I want to be able to have um, the same experience or at least a similar experience and that is what the switch is doing now i think that is absolutely tragic that uh so many people uh that are you know interested in gaming and tech uh want to see nothing other than a graphics boost and faster processing because while that while it is awesome for games to look better all the time that has not been nintendo's mo since like the nintendo 64 the gamecube at best and even that was a stretch yes. with the mini discs um <laughs> so i mean I, I don't understand why it's so hard for people to grasp that nintendo kind of wants to make keep gaming fun and interesting and not always more of the same every year and i don't know this is i'm 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 so ready for this i want to be playing smash and not the the 3ds version of smash but the real version of smash you know on the on on my parents couch when i go to visit them or on an airplane or wherever we i want to be able to do what i want to do on my console where i want to do it and this is exactly what i'm getting from this console so let's go to be honest it feels like it's the next evolutionary step of the wii u like the the gamepad here, you know, you, you have to stay within a certain amount of feet from the, the home console. And yeah. I even felt like when, when this came out, which I do have, that this would be awesome if I could go out and like explore the world with it. So I'm not, I guess, too surprised by it in terms of like factually, but just the fact that I saw this trailer and it did kind of reinvigorate that childlike wonder that was hidden within my old soul now. <laughs> um, 
and dark, your dark, my sad, dark, cold twisted, soul. evil soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and like getting to play Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I've said before, it gives me breath of life. Um, <laughs> like it's 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 actually kind of mind boggling to to think about that that it's like the same gaming experience. And I feel like Nintendo is always trying to allow us to re- relive that childlike wonder that that we, that we once had and it takes more of an effort and you can't just do that with graphics i mean because at a certain point like graphics can only get so much better you know what i mean it's like if if you had more specs more pixels frames all that stuff of course we, we want a smooth experience and a nice looking game but at the heart of it like that says nothing for the gameplay that says nothing about the actual experience it can be the best looking game and still be like the worst game ever it's be super you know? so i feel like nintendo is, is is always trying to to give us quality one of the things that i'm excited about is that like third parties are on board yes. clearly mm-hmm. um and that is the thing that kind of tanked the wii u they the third parties bailed because the hardware that was running inside the wii u was just so so incredibly far be- behind um what Sony and Microsoft were doing, and they didn't seem to think that it was worth developing for it, and that showed in the sales. Um, so I'm hoping that the uh, the third parties being on board will bring a lot of good games to the Switch. Yeah. Right now, obviously, the battery life of, of the system. But I was thinking about it yesterday. Like, all I need is like four hours. If you could just do four hours without a charge, I am fine. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm never. I'm never going to be around uh, like outside of something where I can't charge it for four hours. Like, and if I am, like, even if I'm on a plane, like, I'm not, if I'm flying for, like, that's kind of ridiculous that I have, that I'm playing a game on a plane for four hours. But I'm, yeah, I just, I can't believe Nintendo did this to me again. Every time I think, all right, they're not going to do something to impress me. And, and like, and it's so, like, my favorite thing about it, too, is that it, they didn't go to VR, right? Because VR, as, as big of a boost yeah. as it is right now, is coming around. Like, VR has been around for a while. It's been around, like, for a long, long while. So they were like, no, we're going to drag you. I mean, Nintendo, try- Nintendo tried it in the Exactly, 80s. exactly. <laughs> so they're, like, they're going to pull everyone. Like, everyone is on this. It's kind of like a Flash timeline. Where we're all strictly just going into better graphics, better <laughs> graphics, better power. And Nintendo is creating an alternate timeline where, like, no, you get to have fun and try other games with Nintendo controllers and bring casual people and and uh create like new ways of playing and like planning for tournaments and stuff with these show like the sequel to splatoon and mario kart and that super mario i even talk about that the 3d, 3D mario, mario. Oh, oh my god i can't believe they kind of just slid that in there like they ain't put out we ain't seen mario in the in uh, in a 3d uh platform outlet since mario galaxy 2 ah, it's just it's gonna be it's so, so, so my favorite thing is this year sucked, right? <laughs> this entire year yeah. is the worst year yeah, ever. No, period. It's the it's a terrible year. Oh, yeah. We lost Prince. Uh, Donald Trump is running for president. Like it's a terrible year, y'all. So for next year, <laughs> please, we can just yeah. This year needs to be canceled. Yeah, this, like we get a brand new. We get, <laughs> I'm over it. Oh, we get so many good things next year. So I just I, we get Donald Glover. It's, uh, anyway, all right. So I'm let me I'm calming down. I just am very excited for Nintendo. Obviously, mm-hmm. I haven't been excited for Nintendo since Smash Brothers. So uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited though. So on to graphic novel must reads, where we list put out graphic novels where you indeed must read. There's no option about it. You have to read this. So I do what I want. <laughs> no, you don't. This issue, I am discussing Detective Comics: Rise of the Batman. 
So the story starts with Azrael being hunted and beaten within an inch of his life by dangerous drones at St. Michael's Cathedral. Batman has to solve the mystery of who's behind these swarm of drones who have been following Gotham's heroes and how to stop them before they're next. So the cast, I, I want to speak first and foremost because this is just an awesome concept of Batman, Batwoman, Red Robin, spoiler, Orphan, i.e. Cassandra Cain, she used to be Batgirl, pre-New 52, and then Clayface. Um, so the story and plot is very strong. James Tinian, who's the writer, has a clear understanding of the Bat family and the dynamics, how everybody works. And the villain, who ends up being kind of like this surprise, so I don't want to spoil it, um, makes it <laughs> makes it even more intriguing and, and makes it complicated and has a dark twist to it. And I'll just say that the end of this has kind of huge ramifications um, in the post-convergence DC universe, I feel like. Tim Drake will probably have a very big role in about what's happening next. I don't really want to say anything else because it could spoil the whole thing. But suffice it to say, this is a super strong story. The art is really strong by Eddie Barrows. My one kind of semi-complaint is the fact that I feel like Clayface feels a little bit forced. I feel like there's this trend of like using villains as part of like the hero lineup. And I'm not fully on board with it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I wasn't really sold on Clayface and why he was really needed. Um, but aside from that, the, the book is, is stellar. So it's a definite must read. Cool. When, yeah, they don't even really bring Clayface out like that anymore. I feel bad because um, he's the only he's like one of the few <laughs> villains that actually has powers. Uh, well, technically kind of powers in, in Gotham. <laughs> um, yeah. he's the... I barely know who he is except for uh, if, if he wasn't on... Um... I mean, the animated series. So. Yeah, and like to be honest, I feel like he would be awesome in a Batman film. Maybe not as like the the main villain, but imagine a fight of like Batman versus Clayface, and his limbs are like turning into, you know, hammers and boulders, and he's just like smashing the city. Like that would be like an awesome epic That'd fight. Cool. Yeah. So I feel like I I definitely want to see him utilized more, just because. Batman Supernatural World is something that hasn't always been explored in the film mm-hmm. universe, and I feel like there's a, a lot to add. Um, once again, I don't think he really worked that well in, in this story. He was just like, it was like a character that you didn't really need, but he was there. Kind of like the, the Jar Jar Banks of this. <laughs> but aside from that, it was... It was what? Awesome. <laughs> Misa thinks that there's no need for playing. Terrible. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, so Offensive. Pick it up and, uh, Ethan, what's the title once again? One more time. It is Detective Comics Rise of the Batman. Swag me out. All right. And now it's time for... Netflix a kill! Netflix a kill! Netflix a kill! Which is our reviews of recent movies and TV. Uh, I shall start... Hey, fellas, it's superhero TV season. Uh, it's back officially. We are in our third, coming on fourth week of, of the CW TV shows, and I will start talking about Arrow. This week's Arrow featured Derek Sampson, played by Cody Runnels, a.k.a. Cody Rhodes, former wrestler for the WWE, uh, my home. This was a significant episode because last year at WWE SummerSlam, Stephen Amell actually had a match with Cody, to which he got the upper hand. So this was a rematch in, in sense. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he dressed as the Green Arrow? Um, yes. Well, yeah, he actually wore the, the top part, the, the vest. Yeah. He didn't wear the entire suit, which would have been very cool, but I feel like <laughs> CW had a problem. Um, 
It was actually a, a fun match. I will say, I, and it caught me by surprise with how much Steven like really actually went for it because wrestling is a lot harder than people think it is. Like you have to learn how to take a hit and make it look realistic. And he did a good job for for an actor. Like he honestly, and, he, and Stephen Amell is very like super duper athletic for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind <laughs> of amazing. And uh, <laughs> but no, I thought the episode. I, honestly, this season has started out pretty strong with me. I love all the additions of the new characters. Um, we finally get to see Mister Terrific. Uh, reveals himself, yeah. um, and well, uh, he gets, has he finally has a full costume. I don't know about the cornrows, but that's just me being picky. Um, <laughs> I but I, I, I love the no, character. I, I love the actor. They're awful. <laughs> yeah, this, they're like terrible. clearly a white girl did them. A white girl <laughs> braided up this man's hair. Um, it might have been Felicity. Uh, Echo Kellum. <laughs> Echo Kellum is the uh, is the actor. I love the uh, I love him. Uh, the, the actor that plays Mister Red. He's like perfect. He nails everything that he's supposed to do. Like there's a significant part in the Arrow show where um, they all come together and Echo. I mean uh, the actor Echo says, "All right, let's suit up." And that's it, awkward because technically uh, Oliver says suit up, and he makes a big like, "Oh, am I supposed to?" Uh, we're not supposed to. Uh, oh, it's your thing. I, okay. I, uh, well, and everyone leaves. It's, he he killed that scene, you know. And then Arrow yeah. is so like hit and miss with comedy sometimes. But he, you know, he was perfect in that. But uh, what do you guys think of? What do you guys think of? Actually, the season so far. What do you guys think of it? All I can envision right now is Felicity looking on online how to do corn rolls, and so that's the only thing. I'm <laughs> how do I ruin this show further? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and, and, and that's and that's my input input for Arrow. Uh, Team Laurel, go go, Sean. <laughs> you have, Ethan, you didn't make any effort to catch up after Laurel died, right? <laughs> right. So once I I've, I've said this, I think to, to you guys before. Once Laurel officially comes back, I will binge watch the rest. Of, I have not seen <laughs> episodes since she died. I've I've been okay. on Black Canary Train since season one, episode one, and I will not come back onto the Arrow Train until she's back. all the way back when she didn't exist yet. Yes, <laughs> but I knew she was coming, and I was looking for signs. I was seeing her like fight back these robbers that came into her. I do house. remember that. I do remember that. Yes. I do remember that. Thank yeah, you. That was great. Thank you. Anyway, all right. So, so. <laughs> I also, up until last weekend, I also had not seen Arrow since uh, the episode that Laurel died for no reason. Uh, I decided to catch up because the trailer for um, for season five is this season five of Arrow or six? This is five. I, I want to say okay. five. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Five. So I saw the the trailer for season five was awesome. Uh, so I decided I'm going to catch up so that I actually at least know what's going on because everybody was just gone in the trailer for season five. Um, so I go and I catch up on the end of season four and I will say that they actually did an excellent job of paying homage to Laurel who died for no reason. Um, (laughs) it was some of, I I would say the two episodes following her death were two of the strongest of, I, I, I might even say the series. Um, and I, I don't know. So I, it kind of put me back in better graces with the show. I'm not going to say good because I'm still bitter about it as Felicity is still around. Mm -hmm. Uh, on to season five, they have now given Felicity a new reason to be sad. And the actress, uh, she's, you know, she's wonderful, but she's so bad at playing, um, like sad and angry and (laughs) upset. And so it's really just taking me out of it every time. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for Ethan, but every time she brings up the reason that she... Okay. 
every time they bring up the fact that she um, killed ten th- t- t- tens of thousands of people to save millions uh, with a nuke, uh, she she just does this awkward, sad thing, and I'm just I'm not here yeah. for it. But Ooh. other than that, like everything else is cool. It's nice to see that there's a new team coming in. Um, so we'll see how that goes. You know, I'm optimistic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will know? say to to that. Uh, to Felicity being that, I will say, yeah, her acting choices when it comes to having to cry and, and pucker up about, you know, um, being sad about it. It's like, it's a weird mix of like her being excited to be sad. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> like, like overthinking it and she's like anxious. And she's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta cry now. And like, like, it's so weird how I think it, her brain processes. Um, I will say, yeah, but no, I, I love the dynamic between, um, a wild dog in an arrow. Uh, wild dog between, is, is wait, being played between by. Who? Oh wow! Between uh, wild, wild, okay. Wild dog. Yeah, it's being played by Rick Gonzalez. I mean, well, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. His his name, his name is not. Uh, actually, no. It is. It, no, I pause. It is Rick. Rick uh, I'm thinking. I'm looking like it's Renee Ramirez is the character's name on the show. Yeah. The actor's name is Rick Gonzalez. He's been around forever. This guy. I mean, but I always follow him in his career. He was, I remember he was in Coach Carter. He's one of my favorite characters in that movie. Um, that was a good movie. But yeah, and the action. Yeah, the action has been cra- yo. The action has been insane this season. Um, they got their director James Bamford to take a lot of a lot of the um, well directorial scenes as far as that. Before he was he's been the stunt coordinator for Arrow for all the all five seasons but he's only been able to pick up the actual directorial role last season and this season so it's kind of cool to see his influence um he's even directing the he directed the 100th episode that comes out later this year which i'm very excited for because there's a fight scene with a character that comes back and i'm not going to spoil it for you guys but i've seen it and i'm very excited mm-hmm. a character that comes back yeah. is it roy <laughs> yes it's gonna be i'm not, roy. Gonna, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna spoil for you is it roy yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil it. No, no, it's not Roy, but I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Is it? Is it Slade? Yes. <laughs> Why are you just guessing people now at this point? But um, but yeah, no. If you got check out. Is it Rose Wilson? I'm not spoiling. <laughs> you guys want me to spoil it for you? No. I'll, I'll get. Okay, then shut up. All right. No, I mean you. You don't have to be sad that I'm not watching Arrow. I mean, here's here's the thing. Legends of Tomorrow is giving me hope. There's definitely this team Sarah resurgence of hoping that she will kill Damien Dark and therefore allow Laurel to to come back. So, um, in the words of Ashley Simpson, don't feel sorry for me. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley Simpson? (laughs) Yes. Who are you? What? Most topical reference of the night. Thank you very much. Oh, my gosh. Out of my my head. head. Um, If you want my autobiography... Baby, <laughs> 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 going on? all right, off the what rails. What's going on? Oh man! But yes, no. So far, this has been a very. I'm cautiously optimistic about the season. It, it seems to be good. Hopefully, they don't they don't do anything crazy. Um, and these crossover. I'm sure these crossover episodes are going to be absolute fire when they have oh, yeah. the entire yeah. thing to come up. So yeah, good season. Oh, yeah. can I can I just say they're doing a whole lot of like real killing, just like blatant killing against yes. people who were making no effort to kill them. Um, so it's it's dark again. It's real dark. It's it's really dark. A lot of guns. <laughs> Six Night <Nine> World. <laughs> um. All right, so Flash also is back, right? And Barry yeah. went and effed up the timeline again already. That doesn't sound like Barry. I, I think you're lying. <laughs> so here, here we are at the start of a new season of Flash, and already Barry's found a way to irreparably screw up the lives of everyone that he's ever known. Uh, 
So the success he had in saving both of his parents at the end of season two uh, ended up threatening to destroy him completely. And in deciding to go back and fix what he ruined by doing that, the version of the Earth that he calls home is as much of a mess as the last one. Uh, so nowadays, Cisco is sad, Iris and Joe are mad, Wally doesn't have powers, and Caitlin's, uh, Caitlin Snow's Killer Frost just might make a proper appearance that we've been waiting for. Um, but I'm hoping that she doesn't become evil because she does not do evil well at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Arrow, Flashpoint. Yay. Yeah, he was, he was my <laughs> thing. Like, I ruin people's lives without having to use Flashpoint. So like, I deserve some credit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, like I'm, I'm actually really liking this storyline, and it's it's kind of a wonder because I feel like sometimes when stories do alternate universes, they don't pull it off. But for some reason, Flash is able to do it, and so it makes you feel all the feels that they have. Like even from yep. uh, season two with Earth two, and them going there, like it it didn't feel like oh crap, they're going to Earth two. It still felt yeah. like something important was happening, and so it's like. That's what carried on into this season as well, where uh, Flash has irreparably damaged the timeline so much so that he can't go back and fix it, <laughs> because if he does, he'll, like, F it up even more, um, which is a, a very, like, ha- heartbreaking thing of something that you can't get back, but it shows that... He'll find a way to mess it up more, don't worry. Yeah. The season is... I, I mean, it's, it's, it's very... I, that's his job. Yeah, Grant... I'm about to say, shout out to Grant Gustin, because he's such a good actor, especially in the, in the second episode of the season where he, he told everybody the reason, like, how he messed up the timeline and whatever, and how powerful it was that he had to... Yeah. Um, but, like, he's he's always been, like, one of the... Him and Joe. Uh, I forgot the actor's yeah. name. Um, but he's, like, like, the best... They are by far the... Well, and, and my uh, my guy, um, Wells. Uh, by far, like, way above everybody else as far as acting skill. Like, it's not even close... Um, but I do, I will say the, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting everyone's name. The actor that played Draco Malfoy in Harry Potter. Um, yeah. oh, Tom, that kid, Tom, Tom something, but, Wait, but yeah, that Tom guy, Felton. I Felton. I know he's supposed to be annoying. Oh, Felton. There he is. Tom Felton. Um, I know he's supposed to be annoying, but he's really good. Like I, yeah, he is really, he's, he's so actually, good. He's, um, he's and, playing a more effective, um, <laughs> Playing a, playing a more effective villain than he did Malfoy, which I mean, Malfoy was not ever supposed to be like a really dangerous villain until like the the two last books. But the last how dare you, Sean? My father yeah, will be about this. He's, de- he's definitely grown <laughs> as an actor, though, and you can see it clearly on um, in his role in the show. I still like that he calls Barry Allen, much like he called Harry Potter. Um, like that <laughs> That's cool. <I> but, <laughs> but, but yeah, but. but but Tom is is doing a, a fantastic job. He's playing like a, you know, older millennial version of Malfoy, who's a bit more <laughs> effective at throwing shade than Malfoy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I I will say in this most recent episode, and this is the most random nitpick ever. Um, they introduced a character named named Magenta, um, and she had yeah. uh, the ability to like you know I guess control things with her mind when this this demon took over it and. My nitpick, and this is the most random, nerdy DC Comics reference nitpick, is I kind I wish she was Jinx from Teen oh, Titans because yeah. it kind of made sense. Mm, like when the light pole hit the dude in the face from the thing, that's like a Jinx thing. Like the light pole, and I, that would have just like warned my soul that Teen Titan. There was a Teen Titans reference on the the uh, villain on the show, but. I mean, technically, like she, I feel like she she does become part of the Teen Titans because in actual comic, comic book canon, like she becomes friends with 
with, what is it, Wally? I, I, I want to say Wally, and then, like, he helps her control her powers, and then, I feel like, eventually she does become a member of Teen Titans. I do understand mm-hmm. what you're saying about Jinx with the kind of direct correlation with, with Teen Titans, but I, I kind of like this time around how the person of the week, the character, the villain of the week, wasn't really a villain. She was, like, this innocent girl. Yeah. I feel like, it, it gave it more of a dimension than your kind of typical um one two three story so i i, I kind of like that which also reminded me of jinx because jinx remember remember that episode of teen titans when she was like falling in love with cyborg and cyborg was trying to make her a good guy so you want her <laughs> so, to fall in love with wally like what, what are you talking about <laughs> nah i just i just i just wish it was she was jinx but i know um <laughs> otherwise it's solid susan I, I will i will say it's kind of funny um so i seen jesse jesse quick's uh, costume, right? And then I seen we've seen uh, Kid Flash, uh, Wally West uh, costume, right? I was like, yo, when is Barry gonna get a costume update? Because everyone's costume looks cooler than yeah, his. So I agree, that. except that Barry's costume is the only one that fits right. Um, Wally's, Ooh. Wally's, Wally's is like half a size too big, and it drove me crazy, especially like around the neck area. It looked like it was kind of sagging a little bit. So, yeah, who was who was that villain last year that um, she was like taking the drug and then she was like super yeah, fast yeah. or whatever, um, and then she died at the end. Of, she her outfit was yeah, cool than his. Was. Like, come on, she was the only one. She has the best, she's had the best one so <laughs> yeah, far. The best uh, speedster. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's um it's cool. Like, I honestly, I wasn't that big a fan of last the last season's finale. So it's kind of cool to see them like getting back in the range. And the show's still fun. That's my other favorite thing. My, the show's still fun. And I thought it was going to be weird with how Cisco's emotion has changed overall. Yeah. Um, but it's it's it's. I've seen a preview of the next se- like the next episode, and it shows like he's getting the funny back because yeah. Cisco is my favorite part of the show ever. Like for the per- first two seasons, Cisco was my favorite, 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 favorite. Like there was, I remember there was an episode last year where. Um, they were fighting this guy who like technically died and came back. And when he like he and Iris had to go find him, and when the guy bust out, he was like they thought he was dead. So he goes, Cisco goes, zombies, for real? And then they cut the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like Cisco is us if we were yes. in the Flash universe. Yeah. Like I would be making up and names. I, think- I would be coming up with ideas for costume. That that would be my job. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think, so I think that is his intent kind of to be, to, to serve the role of the viewer. Um, and I think he was, he was kind of, he's similar to what Felicity used to be back when she was good. Um, and so I really hope they don't mess him up because he really is also my, has been my favorite character up to the middle of, you know, or up to now where he's The thing is, I, I actually like that they are giving him this. I feel like. You know, this allows the actor to spread his wings a bit more where he's not just yeah. the funny man, the, the comic relief. Yeah. He actually has a deep feeling, deep well of emotion that, that, that he can draw from. And, and, and in actuality, he's standing on firm ground when it comes to Barry, who has, you know, gone back in time a plethora of times to <laughs> change out his, his outcome. And so he's justified in feeling like, you know, this guy, his supposed friend, you know, does everything for himself. And then when it's time for him to do this one little act, that's a no. So yeah, no. I um, I like this sad Cisco. I still want happy Cisco, jokey Cisco back, but he should sure. be allowed to feel other emotions as well. No, it's good to give him some some development. You know, uh, Caitlin had her development when she lost Ronnie. Yeah, twice. <laughs> and um, with 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 Jay Garrick as well. I mean, she does not have right. good luck with. 
I, and I'm oh poor thing, I didn't even. Put that <laughs> I am, and I'm glad that they bring they brought the Killer Frost aspect to her to uh, to this new world because yeah. when she's uh, this is a terrible thing to say, but when she's not in these emotional things or whatever, they make her boring, which ticks me off or whatever. Because Killer Frost is such a cool character, yeah. so like like even when they did the mm-hmm. Earth Two episode, I thought I thought that the way she played her was dope. Um, so I can't wait to mm-hmm. see that that come to fruition too. With that said, now it's time for Out of the Bloods. Um, (laughs) It's our question of the week where we battle to the death. And our question this week is that it seems. We're not battling to the death. No one is going to die. Don't worry. No one knows. I make no promises. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) It seems each year the casting for heroes and villains on CW gets larger and larger. Uh, with that said, who would you like to see added to any of the four CW shows, whether it's a villain or a hero? You only get one. Go right ahead. Somebody? Anybody? Nobody? Only one. Give me I'm like not... uh, 10 seconds. I'm not ready. I'm <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll start with mine. I apologize. I thought I, I thought you guys read the question. But okay. Um, <laughs> so I would like uh, Lex Luthor in Supergirl. Um, they introduced um, his daughter, I mean, well, his sister, and Lana Luther in there, and I feel like it would be a cool dynamic to just. I don't want him in every episode, like, I, like, like how I was scared with Superman, but it seems like they're moving away and not going to have him um, in the show as much, which is cool because he kind of played his part and he dipped out. But I would like to see that dynamic of of these big, big bad villain um, that just like even even a nod to him, kind of like when they did um, when Arrow did the Suicide Squad episode. And you heard uh, Harley's voice, right? Like, just even a nod yeah. to a, a, yeah. of something like that would be cool for me. But that, that's who I'd pick. That'd be cool. Um, I think I will choose, and, and this is for season three, because I've, <laughs> I've thought about multiple options for characters, but I'm also very particular about when they would be introduced. And I feel like Supergirl needs, like, another kind of full year, like, to just, like, still get settled. Um, sure. But season three of, of Supergirl, I would say to introduce Superboy. To kind of have and to show that dynamic between Superboy, Supergirl, and Superman, that would be like the first official like Superman family seen mm-hmm. on screen. Um, like in, th- with the inclusion of Superboy, Smallville had quote unquote super, Superman and Supergirl, but you know in an official capacity. So with with Superboy, it's interesting because Clark has a completely different relationship to him than to Kara as in like he kind of shuns Connor away because he's kind of like his clone I feel like he's a little like freaked out a little bit like doesn't really want to be his father figure right, he's like yeah. no nah, I'm good so that that would be fun yeah to you see. see that a lot on uh, Young Justice yeah so I'm also adding a character to Supergirl don't know why <laughs> haven't, <laughs> haven't really watched it but um so <laughs> Super- never seen it <laughs> I've seen I've seen three or four episodes. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Supergirl, the, the the thing that I like about Supergirl is that in uh, a superhero world filled with super dudes, other than Jessica Jones, uh, Supergirl is about the girl power, and so I want to see her team up with Wonder Girl. Wonder Girl is. <laughs> Wonder Girl is not well we known enough, in my opinion. Uh, just like her, Agreed. just like her, uh, her big, not real big sister, but you know, uh, Wonder Woman. She needs some spotlight of her own. She is 
badass just like Supergirl is. She has uh, some similar powers. It's kind of a kind of a uh, similar thing to Superman and Wonder and Wonder Woman. And Wonder Girl has a cute personality that I learned all about again on Young Justice. Um, it is very, very, very different from a lot of the superheroes that you see. And so I want more Wonder people. I would you know, love to see that. You know one thing that always ticked me off about Young Justice with her and her character? They never introduced the dynamic. Well, they never got the chance to introduce the dynamic of, of Ares' uh, effect on her. Yeah. Because yeah. Ares, yeah. Yeah, cause Ares is responsible for the rope. I mean, the lasso that she has, it can grant lightning. And he's like, the entire time she's been a hero, he tries to make her come to like the evil, like the war side or whatever. So right. I would, it would be cool. The dark like, side. Yeah, exactly. It would be, uh, that's a cool, that's a cool pre- character man i'm annoyed yeah um, it's just i know I, I just like i like i love i love um I, I don't generally like the boring power set that uh wonder woman superman wonder girl supergirl have but there's something about the the wonder people that i like more it's just mm-hmm. uh it's just a little bit different it's a little bit less generic um so you know yeah. amazon and also the wonder girls are uh my favorite k-pop group of all time so that's the wrong reason. Of yeah. course. Um, so, yes, you no, know, you guys uh, will we'll definitely pose this question to you all so you can answer it in our Facebook group. Uh, with that said, actually, good segue. Um, this is us signing off. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Join our Facebook group, Blur Culture. Just search it. It's the first thing that pops up. And rate our show on iTunes. Um, love to hear from you guys. Love to interact with you. Love to build as most um, SoundCloud rappers love to say. And this is Troy signing out. This is Ethan, later everybody. And this is Sean, and I gotta be having deja vu. Cause in my mind, I want you here. Get on the next plane, I don't care. Is it because I'm missing that I'm having deja vu? You're only singing now because you can't cut off the thing technically, so can you cut off the thing?